Shalom to all. Today's office soup is off test sign. We are starting test of Amar Beis with a brand new parak. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basar Yaakov Meisha, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka Basar Meir Zev, Her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah. And Misha says, Ha'ish A woman was either widowed or divorced. He marries. She says, Besulon Hasani, you married me as a besula. I deserve two hundred for my ksuba. married. He says, Like he, that's not so. El Almana Sasich. I married you as an Almana, and you only deserve one hundred. Obviously, only in the case where she got divorced, the husband is talking. In the case where she was widowed, so then it's the Yarshim saying this. You're going to ask, what's with her ksuba? Well, it was lost, so we don't have it. The mission continues, If there's Adam that she went out with Hinuma, we're going to discuss later on today what that is, and that her hair was uncovered. Her ksuba is 200. Obviously, she was a basula. He says, Even if they distributed klayos, which is roasted kernels of wheat, that's also a raya that she was a basula. Now the mission says something, it seems to be not connected at all to this statement. Rabbi Shua agrees, but if a person tells his friend, this field was your father's, and I bought it from him. Shu Nemo, and that person's believed to say that. Why is that? The mouth that Asr it, he also has the ability to say that it's mutter. In essence, Ruvain Asr this field onto himself by saying that this was really Shimon's father's field, because that technically means that now it's Shimon's field. But since he Asr it, he also has the ability to matter it by saying that I bought it from your father. However, if there was Adam that it was his father's, and he says, I bought it from him, and then he's not Nemon. The Gemara analyzes the first case of the Mishnah, time of the Ika Adam, it seems to be the only reason why we say that she was a Basula is because there's Adam backing that up. Halak Adam, but if there's no Adam, Baal that implies that the husband would be believed and not her. The Gemara suggests, Let's say this Mishnah is not like Ramagamliel. Do you if it was like Ramagamliel? Ha'am Ramagamliel had said previously, that she's believed. Remember, for the past few blot, we've been discussing the Machlekes between Ramagamliel and Rabbi Yeshua. The classic case is that he finds out his new wife is a Ba'ula and not a Basula. She claims she was Nanas after Arison. He claims it was before Arison. Ramagamliel says she's not Menas, Rabbi Yeshua says she isn't. The reason why she's believed according to Ramagamliel is because we fall back on her Chazaka being a Basula. Over here, it seems to be our Mishnah is not Ramagamliel because we're not going with her Chazaka that she's a Basula. She has to have Adam to back her up. So Gemara says, no, that's not a right. I feel Tim Ramagamliel. Our Mishnah could even be Ramagamliel because I can't come Ramagamliel Hasam. The only reason why Ramagamliel over there says that we believe her is El Bari Vishama because we have a Bari and a Shema. A Bari is a definite Taina. A Shema is a maybe. She has a Bari Taina. She's saying, I know for sure what happened to me. He's only a maybe. He says, I'm not so sure. Maybe it happened before we were engaged. So therefore, in the previous parak, according to Ramagamliel, we're going to believe her. But over here in our Mishnah, Bari Bari Loi Amar. When we have two Bari Tainas, both of them are definite in what they're saying. He's saying, I know 100% you're an Almana. She's saying, I know 100% I was a Basula. So even in that case, when Gamaliel says she's not believed unless she has Adim. So I think Mar asked the Karila, my Karila, the one who asked this question, what was he thinking? Why did he even ask this question? Why did he even suggest that this mission is not Rabbi Gamaliel? They're obviously different cases. Habariu Barihu, this is a case of Bari and Bari, and it's not a case of Bari and Shema. So the Gemara answers, Kimin Reb Nashim Basulis Nisais, since the majority of women get married as Basulis, Kibari Vashema Dami, that's kind of like a case of Bari and Shema. When she says, I got married as a Basula, in a way, that's like a Bari Taina. When he says that you got married as an Almana, in a way, it's like a Shema Taina because the majority of women get married as Basulis anyway, so that's what his Hafamina was. And Machinam it's logical to explain the way that we explained Mikitani because since the Mishnah also says, Umadi Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua agrees. And we had said that this statement of Umadi Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah seems to be not connected to the first part of the Mishnah. So we have Rabbi Shlema, I Reb Gamliel, if you want to say the first part of the Mishnah is Reb Gamliel agreeing in a specific case that it's Bari and Bari, so we're not going to believe her. So Shapir, that's why it makes sense to say that Rabbi Yeshua also agrees in a case. The Mishnah starts out saying Reb Gamliel agrees in this case, it continues on to say that Rabbi Yeshua agrees in that case. Yamat, but if you want to say that Loi Aram Gamliel Maida, that the first case of the Mishnah is not talking about a scenario where Gamliel is Maida, so then Rabbi Shua Laman Maida, who's Rabbi Shua agreeing to? It must be that our Mishnah is like we explained. The Gemara says that's not a riot because Misa is Rabbi Shua high perikin Do you really think Rabbi Shua is going on our parak, meaning Rabbi Shua is addressing something which is stated in our Mishnah? Amigu Kai, he's addressing the discussion of Migu Vaapirkin Kamakai, and he's going on the previous parak. Remember, a few days ago we brought up the concept of Migu. Migu means since. The reason we believe someone when they have a Migu is because we say, let's believe them what they're 
saying now, Migu, since they could have said something even better and we for sure would have believed them then, or that would have been a better Taina for some reason, so for sure we should believe them now, even though they didn't Taina that. So Gemara says, okay, Ahaya, on which case is he commenting? Elam, if you want to say Aha, it's on the following case. Haisim Oberis, if she's pregnant. Ramrulah, they ask her, Mati what's the nature of this fetus inside you? And she says, Mish it's from that man, he's a Kayan, meaning he's Kasher. Had said she's believed. Rabbi Shua Shua said that we don't trust her. And that's the case that Rabbi Shua is addressing in our Mishnah. That can't be because Hasa my Migu Eka. What type of Migu Tainu does she have over there that she should be believed? Her stomach is in between her teeth, which means that we know for sure she was nivel. She doesn't have a Tainu to say, believe me, I was nivel to someone who was Kasher to me because I could have told you I was never nivel to anyone anyway. She can't say that. She's pregnant. Obviously, she was nivel to someone. So she doesn't have a Migu Tainu in that case. The Gemara says, you're right. Allah Hats on the following case. We saw that she was Midabaris with someone. Ramulan, they asked her, Mati what's the nature of that man whom you were Midabaris with? She says, Ish plain of a it's that man, and he's a kain, he's kosher. She's bleed, Rabbi Shua, I'm Rulayim, we don't trust her. That can't be because my Migu Eka, what Migu does she have over there? We understand the corn to Ziri, the way Ziri had explained that to Omar, he says, My Midabaris, Nistra. Midabaris means she secluded herself with him. So there she does have a Migu. We could say, Migu de Ibai, Amrulayim of Alte, she could have said that I was never nivel to that person. The Ka'amrin of Alte, but she's saying, I was nivel to him, Mehemna, so she's believed to say, I was nivel to him, but he's kosher. So according to Ziri, there is a Migu over there. Al Rabbi Asi, but according to Asi, the Amr Maimid Abaris, Niv Eles, the Midabaris means she was nivel to that person, my Migu Eka, there's no Migu over there. She doesn't have a Migu to say, I was never nivel to him. Midabaris means that she was nivel to him. So Gemara says, You're right, Valahan must be that Rabbi Shu and our Mishnah was commenting on a different case. He Amaris Mukas Eitzani, she claims I was a Mukas Eitz, who I mean, he says, like he El Jesus Ishat. This was done to you by a man, you're not a Mukas Eitz. So Rabbi Gamil, Rabbi Lazar, I'm Nehmenes, Rabbi Shu, I'm Rulayim Pianu Chayin. The Gemara continues asking, my Migu Eka, what Migu is over there? If you want to say, according to the way the Rebbe Lazar explained that to Amr Abba of Klom, the Rebbe Lazar had said that the argument between wife and husband is that the wife says, I deserve a mana, and the husband says, You deserve nothing. Migu di bai Amr Mukas Eitz Ani She could have said, I became Mukas Eitz after we got engaged. The Islam Asayim, and then she would deserve 200. But the Kamar Meikara over here in the discussion, she's saying that originally, before we got engaged, I was a Mukas Eitz. The last Allah mana, she only gets a mana. Mehemna, then she would be believed in that case, because she technically has a Migu to say that she should get 200, and she's only claiming 100. But El Rabbi Yechanan, the Amr Masayim, my Migu Eka. According to the Rabbi Yechon explained that Mishnah, the Machlaik is between the wife and husband, is the wife is saying, I want 200, and he's saying, I only want to give you 100. She doesn't have a Migu in that case, so Rabbi Shua can't be commenting on that either. So Gemara says, Okay, Allah, it's on the following case. Hanaisis Isha, a man marries a woman, he didn't find the Shad Basulim. Here, she says, Misha Stani Nasti. It was after we got engaged, I was Nanas, and his field was flooded, meaning it's his tough luck. He says, Like he, Allah, this happened before we got engaged. She's believed Rabbi Shua, I'm Rulayim Pianu Chayin, when it to her, the Migu, here we have a Migu. The Ibai Amra, she could have said, Mukas that I became Mukas Eitz after engagement. In that scenario, it's a much better time because she's not postling herself from a Kayin. But the Ka'amra, instead, she said, Nanasti, I was violated. In that case, she postles herself from a Kayin. So she does have a Migu in that case. That's what Ramagamliel says in that case, she is believed because she has a Migu. The Ka'amra, Rabbi Shu was telling Ramagamliel, With this Migu over here, I agree to you. What's over here? Over here is our Mishnah in this parak. But Bahahu Migu de Hasam, that Migu over there, Poligna Yilavach, I argue with you. The Gemara asks Mechti, let's see. Hai Migu, Bahai Migu, both of them seem to be valid Migus. Mashna, Hai Migu, Mehai Migu. What's the difference between the Migu and our Mishnah where Rabbi Shua says she's believed and the Migu over there, Rabbi Shua says she's not believed? The answer is, Hacha, Enchar Shachal Fanecha. Over here, in our case regarding the field, when he says this was your father's field but I bought it from him, there's no Shar Shachat in front of you. There's no slaughtered ox in front of you. We're going to explain that in a minute. But Hasam over there, Hari Shar Shachal Fanecha. There's a Shar Shachan in front of you, so therefore we can't believe her with the Migu according to Rabbi Shua. What does this mean? So, the case of our 
Mishnah, where Reuven tells Shimon, this field was your father's, but I bought it from him. Reuven is believed because if he wouldn't have said anything, if he wouldn't have opened his mouth, no one would have any reason to be suspicious or have any doubt. That's the meaning of Ein Shar Shachot Fenecha. There's no reason to doubt the situation as it currently is. So now that Reuven opened his mouth and said that this was your father's, but I bought it from him, so he's believed because he has a migu, he didn't have to say anything. But in the case of the previous parak, where she turned out to be a Ba'ula, there's already a big question mark in the husband's mind. That's Shar Shachot Fenecha. There's a dead Shar over here. Who killed it? What happened to this Shar? There's a woman here who's supposed to be a Basula, but she's a Ba'ula. So in that scenario, she does not have a Migu because there's already a big question mark here. Therefore, no Migu contra Bishua in that case. But now going back to the first case of our Mishnah, and we ask, Since we know that the majority of women get married as Basulas, who cares if she doesn't have Adem that said that she went out with Hinuma and that her hair was uncovered? What does it make a difference? Why don't we just assume that she was a Basula like majority of women? So I'm Ravina, he answers, That's because we could say that the majority of women do get married as a Basula, but there is a Miyat, a minority of women that get married as Almanis. However, anyone that marries a Basula, there's a Kyle. Everyone knows that he married a Basula. Tessa, I know I'm based on top of a zoo, but this woman, since she clearly doesn't have a coil, there clearly isn't rumors, there aren't discussions that she got married as a basula and she has to bring Adem, so Isola Ruba, now she doesn't really have the ability to use that rive anymore because she should have a coil. She doesn't have a coil, she can't use that rive anymore. And that's why if she doesn't have Adem, she's not going to get a ksuba of 200. The Gemara hold on one second. If you're going to tell me that every woman that gets married as a basula has a coil, and this woman does not have a coil, so ki also Adem, I have a. Even when Adem do come to say that she got married as a basula, why should that help? If there's no coil that she got married, as a basula, then we should assume that she wasn't a basula, and these Adem are probably lying. We should look at these Adem as liars. So Elam Ravina, Ravina tweaks his answer slightly. The majority of women that get married as basulas, they have a kal that they were a basula. And this woman, since she didn't have a kal, is Aruba, so she doesn't have a rav, and therefore she can't rely on the rav alone to say that she got married as a basula. That's why she needs Adem. But again, the Adem aren't looked at as liars, because only the majority of women that get married as basulas have a kal, not all of them, and she fits into that category of women that got married as a basula but didn't have a kal but she has Adem. And the Meshad said, yes, Adem, Binuma. There was Adem that she went out with this Hinuma and she's a basula and she collects 200. The Gemara asks, Adem We should be chayshish that she's going to use these Adem in this Bezdin. The Gavya, she's going to collect her Ksuba there. And then she's going to take out her Ksuba in a different Bezdin, and collect with her Ksuba in a different Bezdin. Then she's going to collect her Ksuba twice. So Amar Bavo, he answers, Zaysamer's Kaisvin Shaiver. It must be that we're going according to the Manda Amar that we write him a receipt. And there's a whole discussion in Basra if we write a receipt for a live when he pays back a loan, it must be over here that we're going like the Manda Amar that we do write him a receipt so that she's not able to collect a second time. Now our Papa Amar he argues with Rabbi and he says, but Makam we're talking about a place where they don't even write a ksuba. Meaning this is referring to a place where the ksuba is dafka not written down. It's a takana from Bezdin that everyone is trustworthy to abide by, and when she collects her ksuba, we simply aren't afraid that she's gonna collect again in another Bezdin. And why not write the husband a receipt, you ask? Well, not because he has to guard it, lock it away, make sure the mice don't get to it, and we don't demand that from him. But either way, we have this machlokis Rabavon or Papa, how to ensure that this husband is not going to end up having the ksuba collected from him twice. Now, some teach this discussion between our Bavon and our Papa on a Brisa. The Brisa says, if the ksubasa she lost her ksuba, it means ksubasa she hid it. Nisva ksubasa her ksuba got burnt up. If they had danced in front of her at her wedding, they made merry in front of her. They passed a cup of announcement in front of her at her wedding. We're going to explain what that is. Or they have the kerchief or the sheets that prove that she was a basula. So if we have Adim that can prove one of these things, then our ksuba 
200. We write the husband a receipt so she can't collect double. Rav Papa Amr, he says, We're talking about a place where she doesn't have a ksuba, so she can't take out her ksuba in another bezdin, and therefore there's nothing to be chayshesh. The Gemara is hold one second. The Brisa says clearly that she lost her ksuba, so must we were talking about where they do have a ksuba. So Gemara says, No, the Kasavla Ihu, he, the husband, wrote her ksuba, but this is still a place where the majority of women don't have ksubas written for them. The Gemara continues asking, What does it make a difference how she has a ksuba? At the end of the day, she's just going to take out her ksuba and she's going to collect with it a second time. So we answer, No, my ibda, what does that mean? She lost her ksuba, ibda ba'ur. She lost it in fire, which means it got burned. The Gemara asks, if that's really so, Hainu Nisrava, that's the same exact scenario as the third one in the Mishnah, where it got burned up. But Aiden, furthermore, Hitmina Ma'ikla what could you say about the middle case where it says that she hit it? If she hit it, it obviously didn't get burned up. And Vasu, Ibda Lamali, what do we need to have the case where it got lost? So Papa has a different way of explaining the Brisa. Ella, call Ibda Kitmina Bifinenu Dami. If she had lost it, it's as if she hit it in front of us, Veloya Vinala, and we're not going to give her ksuba, Ad Amri Adim, until Adim come to say that Nisra Ksuba said that her ksuba was burned up. So here, once again, we have this discussion of Rav Bo and Rav Papa on the Brisa. The Gemara now concludes, The one that teaches that this discussion between Rav Papa and Rav Bo can go on the Brisa, he'll for sure teach it that it could go on the Mishnah. Why is that? Because the Brisa clearly said that she had a Ksuba, and Rav Papa still didn't say, okay, it must be that we write a receipt for the husband. Instead, he had to reinterpret it to mean that she can only collect a Ksuba if she has Adim and the Ksuba was lost. So that means that Rav Papa would most definitely explain the Mishnah that we do not write a receipt for him, because the Mishnah's case could even be talking where she didn't have a Ksuba in the first place, so there's less of a reason to write a shiver for him. Or Zuman de Masilam Asnisa, one that taught this discussion between Rabbi Vona and Papa on the Mishnah, Avala Brisa, Lai, but he would not necessarily teach it on the Brisa. Why not? Kikoshia, because of our question. In other words, just because our Papa explained the Mishnah that we don't write a shiver for the husband, that could be because it's referring to a situation where they don't even have a Ksuba. But the Brisa is talking about where they did have a Ksuba. That's what the Gemara means by Kikoshia. Our question is that what do you mean? The Brisa says that she has a Ksuba. So it could be that our Papa would agree that a shiver would need to be written in that case. Now, continuing with this discussion, our Mishnah had said in Adim Shiatsa if there's Adim that she went out with this Hinuma, then she collects 200 for Aksuba. We should still have the same chashash. Why aren't we chashash that she's going to take these Eidehinuma in one bezin and collect Aksuba? Then she's going to find different Eidehinuma, bring them to a different bezin and collect Aksuba again. We still have the same issue. So Gemara says, You're right, but Makam Deloy Efsher, if it's a place where it's impossible, where we have no way of getting out of this problematic situation, then for sure we'll write the husband the Shaiver a receipt that he paid the Aksuba. Now we just said in the previously quoted Braisa, if they brought a Kaishal Basaira in front of her, that means that she's a basula. The Gemara asks, My Kaisha Basaira, what exactly is this cup of Basaira, cup of announcement? They would pass a cup of Truma wine in front of her at the wedding. Climber, as if meaning to say, This one was fitting to eat Truma. If she would have married a Kain, she would have been allowed to eat Truma because she's a basula. But I'm asking her Papa, her Papa asks, Is an Almana not allowed to eat Truma? Is only a basula allowed to eat Truma? That's not true. We know that an Almana, if she gets married to a Kain, she's allowed to eat Truma. So Elan Papa, he gives a different explanation. Zu Rashis, Kachuma Rashis. This woman is going to have her first bia ever with this new husband of hers, just like Truma is the first thing that comes off the crop. And Tanya Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, they would pass a barrel of wine in front of her to show that she's a basula. Amar Vandabrava, he says, When the kala was a basula, so they would pass a closed barrel of wine in front of her, indicating that she's a basula, she's closed. Whereas when the kala was a baula, they would pass an open barrel of wine in front of her, indicating that she's a baula, that she's open. The Gemara asks, Amai, why do you have to do that? In front of a basula, we'll pass a closed barrel of wine. In front of a baula, we won't do anything, and then everyone will realize, since a barrel of wine wasn't passed in front of her, it must be that she's a baula. So Gemara says, no, we might run into an issue with such a case. Zimnin Tafsam Asayim, it could be that she's going to grab 200 for Aksuba, now she's holding on to the money, but Amran, she's going to 
going to say, Ana havai, I was a basula. And you're going to ask me, I, why didn't they pass the barrel of wine in front of you? It must be that you're a baula because they didn't pass the barrel of wine there. And the reason why they didn't pass the barrel of wine in front of me is because it nusei hudit nisu. Everyone got so drunk at the wedding, they were all busy making merry and drinking wine, and they forgot to pass the barrel of wine in front of me. But really, I was a basula. And now that she's holding on to the money, she's mochsek, and we're not going to be able to take it out of her because we don't have any proof that she was actually a baula, not a basula. Therefore, we have to actively pass a barrel of open wine in front of baula so we don't have this potential situation happening. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about a number of different customs that they would have at Hasanas. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.